is up. It's the rant. My name is Jeff Radcliffe, and it is Tuesday, April 6th. And I tell you what, the plan was to go over Mock Draft 3.0 on the show today. And, uh, well, the Jets and Panthers kind of had different plans in mind yesterday. Only a few hours after we released Mock Draft 3.0, uh, they made their trade. Sam Darnold going to the Carolina Panthers and that thus screwing up my mock draft where I had the Panthers trading up to four. So uh, we'll do like a little, instead of 3.0, we'll do a little 3.1 mock draft on the show today. Also want to talk, unfortunately, more about Deshaun Watson. So that'll be coming up here in just a minute. But first, let me tell you about our presenting sponsor, Monkey Knife Fight. Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Well, you need to go check out monkeyknifefight.com. Monkeyknifefight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because monkeyknifefight.com is different than the other daily fantasy sites. That's because on monkeyknifefight.com, there are no salary caps. You don't have to play against sharks. And that means anyone has a chance of winning, even you. Monkeyknifefight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love. Baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, Esports and of course football. Monkey Knife Fight has it all. And you know what else? MonkeyKnifefight.com has a free $5 game for you just for signing up. And if you use the promo code RANT, R A N T, you'll have your first deposit matched instantly up to $50. 50. With a name like MonkeyKnifefight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play. Monkeys and knives and fights and sports. Sign up and play today at MonkeyKnifefight.com. Play to MKF and win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. So, you know, let's leave with the Deshaun Watson stuff since this situation continues to develop seemingly daily here. Uh, the attorney, Tony Busby, who has been filing all of these lawsuits, which are, we are now up to 22, did have a presser today. We do have some, uh, some folks speaking out you know, other than Busby here. Uh, some of the accusers, it's a mess of a situation. We also have Nick Casario of the Houston Texans talking about the severity of the situation and Cal McNair in a letter to season ticket holders talking about the situation, basically saying the team is taking it or the organization is taking it very seriously. And this isn't good. I mean, I'm going to be bluntly honest with you. It isn't good. Regardless of whatever ultimately plays out on the legal front, we have to look at this at face value where we stand right now. There are 22 lawsuits, civil suits, yes. There is the potential for criminal charges. There has been one police report filed. That does not mean criminal charges are certainly going to come for Watson, but now we're we're also in the realm of you know, the potential for criminal charges. That's not good. Given the severity, given the extreme amount of lawsuits, I really find it difficult to believe that there is, you know, there's a way that the NFL doesn't act here. I think the NFL is absolutely going to act. And that means a suspension. It could even mean commissioner, commissioner's exemplis. I don't know if they go that far, but... If a suspension was to come, I don't think it comes in 2022. I think it comes this year. And I think we know by the time we get into the heart of fantasy draft season. You know, this feels like something 
that, you know, obviously the team is investigating, the NFL is investigating, the Houston Police Department is investigating now. There's a lot of folks investigating. But it feels like something that we're going to get before from the NFL before the uh, start of the season. Now, how long would a suspension be? You know, I honestly couldn't tell you, but I, I would say absolute bare minimum four games, and I think that would be unlikely. I think half a season is much more likely, and we certainly can't rule out a full season suspension. Now, of course, legally, there could be other repercussions here. I don't really know where this is going to go at this point, but I think, you know, and, and here's what sucks. I don't want to be insensitive to all this because, yeah, I take this seriously as as anybody should, these matters. Well, my job is to talk about fantasy football and betting and all that fun stuff. So for fantasy purposes, we're going to know in enough time for redraft leagues what to do with Watson. We should not be panicking in in dynasty leagues. I do think there ultimately comes a point where this is in the rearview mirror. And again, not to be insensitive to what's happening here, but, you know, we got to a point where what Ben Roethlisberger was accused of was in the rearview mirror. And people hardly ever talk. This was the only reason why people have been talking about it recently, because it happened so long ago. So you maybe pump the brakes there. I don't think this is something that completely ends Deshaun Watson's career. I really don't. It's not good. It's, it's very bad. But I don't think this is something that ends his career. So I would have patience there. As far as Watson being traded, I don't think it's going to happen because, honestly, the two teams that I thought were most likely to trade for him are no longer going to trade for him. San Francisco was the top on the list for me. They made their move to get to three. I'll talk about what I think they're going to do there in just a minute. The other team on the list for me was Carolina, and they just made their move. They go and get Sam Darnold. So... I mean, I guess that leaves Denver, but I think that they could be in the mix here as well. We'll talk about all of that, like I said, in a few minutes here. So for Watson, none of this is good. None of this is good. Don't expect it to go any go away anytime soon. And every time I think it might quiet down for a little bit, something else comes out. You know, I thought we were going to be capped at 21 lawsuits, and now we're at 22. You know, I thought probably would just be civil. Now we have a police report filed. I thought, you know, maybe the team just remains quiet. Nope, now the team's talking. Like, this just continues to get worse. There hasn't been a point since this started where I've said, okay, well, you know, maybe maybe we're on an upslope here. It's continuing to get worse, so just be ready for that one. I do fully expect it to happen. Now, of course, I've been wrong in the past. I've been wrong in the past, but I do fully expect it to happen in this case here. So let's then, since I talked about uh, Sam Darnold here briefly, let's talk about this trade that, of course, sends Sam Darnold to the Carolina Panthers in exchange for essentially three draft picks, but only one that I would call a reasonably good pick. The Panthers are sending a six-rounder this year. Okay, that's kind of a toss-in. They send a fourth rounder next year, not a toss in entirely, but not a premium pick. And then a second rounder, which I'd say, okay, that's fine. I didn't think the Jets were going to get a first rounder for the for Darnold. Uh, so, I mean, honestly, not a bad move on either side. The Jets had an issue. We were almost certain they were going to take uh, Zach Wilson at the two. It makes more sense from a team building standpoint. That is exactly what they're going to do here. 
they're going to take Wilson at the two. This all but solidifies it, right? So you build around a rookie quarterback over the next five years and see what happens. You can really build a pretty good team, whereas with Darnold, now you have a fourth-year quarterback, you exercise the fifth-year option, but you have to get a long-term deal done. Now you can't build around because you're, you are investing in that quarterback. So interesting. They got something for him. It's not a first round pick, but I don't think it's terrible. So, you know, good on the Jets. And honestly, when you look at the landscape for the Panthers, they had one of two options. The one option is what I had them doing in Mock Draft 3.0, which was trading up to the, the four spot with the Falcons to take a quarterback there. Now, I'll talk about that in a minute, but obviously it's not Trevor Lawrence or Zach Wilson. So that was your only other option, I think. I don't I don't see any other avenue here. We knew, you know, J- Jimmy Garoppolo, no thank you. I mean, is that really an upgrade on what you have in, in Teddy Bridgewater? Maybe tiny bit. Uh, is Darnold an upgrade? I mean, I guess that's a good question to ask. I don't think we know what, what Darnold is in the NFL yet. We've seen flashes so far in his pro career, but he's also been stuck on, you know, some Jets rosters that were lackluster at best. So you get a 24-year-old who's in his fourth year in the NFL, nice and young. You get the ability to exercise the fifth-year option, which they can do. And with that ability, now you're sitting in a situation where you can evaluate him through this year. If you exercise the fifth-year option before the season, you can evaluate him through this year. Uh, obviously, you know next year you're not paying him a premium, but you're not. It's not going to be cheap. It's going to be almost 19 million. But you at least get to see what you have. And hey, honestly, if there's a, a place for a quarterback who is kind of untapped and we don't quite know what he is, I think Carolina's that place. Joe Brady. You got those nice weapons there. I mean, honestly, this is a good spot for for Darnold. Uh, bumps his value up into, you know, he's in the, the QB2 conversation, which it's so deep this year. But it's definitely a good landing spot. And we basically take this completely out of play here for Carolina. They are now going to stick at eight. And, you know, they're going to have some interesting options here at eight. You know, maybe Kyle Pitts is on the board. Maybe you have one of these wide receivers or you address the defensive side of the ball. You grab somebody like Patrick Sertain. You grab uh, possibly somebody like Micah Parsons. You know, there's a lot of potential directions you can go in here. If if the offensive linemen fall, like if Penny Sewell is still on the board, it's it's kind of hard to, you know, pass up on some of these offensive linemen as well. So you, you now have some options and you don't have to trade that pick away. So that's where we are there. On the Jets side, this all the guarantees, you know, I think Zach Wilson's locked in. Now, for me, when it comes to ranking, Zach Wilson going to the Jets, actually I don't like as much as whoever goes to San Francisco unless it's Mac Jones, which I'll talk about in a minute. I don't like it as much because I don't like the existing weapons. Now, I do think things could potentially turn around pretty quickly there, but I don't like the group of wide receivers. Somebody was trying to make an argument to me on Twitter that uh, Corey Davis and Denzel Mims and Keelan Cole isn't that bad. Well, it's not. It maybe, 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 but it's not that good either. <laughs> it's not. So, and I don't think James Crowder, Jameson Crowder is going to be there still. So I just don't love it. Doesn't mean I hate Zach Wilson. 
by any means. I still think he's the best, second best talent in this year's class. But I don't like it as much for fantasy purposes. So, yeah. Mock draft 3.0. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, one and two. So at three... Here's a, a classic example of something that we have to be careful about. In speaking about this pick, Adam Schefter speculated that it's going to be Mac Jones. Now, the key word I just used there, right? Speculated. A lot of times when people hear Adam Schefter talk, they say, oh, hey, Schefter said it. There we go. Gospel. If Schefter is reporting it, yes. If he said, I have sources in the building and they are saying, that the pick will be Mac Jones, yes, then we should take this pretty darn seriously. Schefter is speculating, as a number of folks are, Daniel Jeremiah is speculating because he, well, he's he's talking to people and, you know, they have, a, they have great knowledge of the situation, don't get me wrong. But for me, I still just don't buy it. I've talked about it numerous times in various formats here on the interwebs and, and airwaves, etc., why in the world would you trade up to, to three to get Mac Jones when you could very likely get him at six? Why would you give three first-round picks up for Mac Jones? This kind of like reeks of, you know, like a Mitchell Trubisky situation, which, well, they didn't even they, they didn't even really have to move up the one pick. But anyway, sorry, Bears fans. I don't I don't get it. Plus the fact that you have Jimmy Garoppolo. For me, it's almost a no-brainer that this is Trey Lance. I think it's Trey Lance. If you have you you have Garoppolo, so if Lance is really not ready, you have Garoppolo. You could be a playoff team with Garoppolo. I don't think you're a Super Bowl winning team. Well, in fact, I know, I know you're not, because you already weren't. But you can be a playoff team. You can be a solid team this year and let Lance develop. Now, it'd be kind of unprecedented to have the number three overall pick as a quarterback developing, but it just doesn't make sense that it's Mac Jones. I mean, I don't know. I I, I don't know why there would be a smokescreen here either, but it just, despite these senses are tingling here, that I, it just doesn't add up. So... I have it at Trey, as Trey Lance in Mock Draft 3.0, and let's call it 3.1. Yeah, I don't think this changes. But Atlanta at four, I had them trading out. Um, there seems to be a little bit of a uh, discrepancy between Arthur Smith and Terry Fontenot, so the new head coach and new general manager. It sounds like Fontenot wants to draft Trey Lance here. Uh, of course, this is the season of liars. And Arthur Smith thinks that they have a little bit of a runway with Matt Ryan. I would be inclined to to buy that with Arthur Smith. That being said, it's so rare to be in a position where you can still get a pretty premium quarterback in an NFL draft that it's hard to pass up on that. However, they're entertaining trading out of this spot. Uh, the most likely trade partners, when we go through the rest of the draft, so you have Cincinnati, they're not moving. They've already said as much. I think that pick is Penny Sewell. You have Miami at six. They've already moved around a bunch. I think that pick is Jamar Chase. You have Detroit at seven. They could go corner. Uh, they also have a glaring need at wide receiver, so I had them taking Devontae Smith. You have Denver at nine. Now, in Mock Draft 3.0, I have them taking Mac Jones. So, obviously, they need a quarterback. And they could be a trade partner to get up to four. What will it take to get there? It's going to take. It's going to take more than what it took for Miami to get to six 
which was um, a, well, basically two first round picks in exchange for one, right? They gave up the 12 and they gave up a first rounder for next year. It's going to take more than that, but I don't think it's going to take as much as it took to get up to three. So you're likely looking at two firsts and, you know, for Denver, if you're trading to Atlanta, you give them the nine, you give them a 2022, and you give them an and, which is likely a day two pick. I don't think it's going to take three, but you never know. It could. I mean, it could. But Denver could get up there. And take whoever's left, which on my board would be Justin Fields. We could also see, you know, and you go through some of the other, here I'll roll through the next picks. Dallas not going to make the move. I haven't taken Sertan. Uh, Giants not going to make the move. I haven't taken J.C. Horn. Philly not going to make the move. I haven't taken Jalen Waddell. Jalen, Jalen, and Jalen. How about that? Uh, Chargers not going to make the move. I haven't taken Rashawn Slater. Minnesota, don't think they make the move. I'm taking Christian Barmore. New England is the next team. Could they make that move? And we are definitely operating in a very different territory with the New England Patriots than we were in the Brady era. They went out, they spent a ton of money in free agency. Could they go out and do what they never do, which, you know, or seemingly never do, which is trade up? They're, they're the, the consummate trade back, accumulate picks, trade back, accumulate picks team. Well, they have a lot of picks as ammunition. Could they do a two first and a day two? And then maybe throw in like that. They have like 54th round picks this year. Throw in some day threes. They could do that. They could. They have a lot of picks next year, too. So that's a distinct possibility. The only other teams that I think could make a move up the board. I mean, I wouldn't completely rule out the Raiders, but I don't see that. I just don't see that as likely. So Arizona's at 16. I have I have Caleb Farley, by the way, falling to 16 uh, because of the back injury. I had the Raiders taking uh, Owusu Koromoa out of Notre Dame. I have the Dolphins at 18 taking Elijah Vera Tucker. That's, that's a pretty good spot to take Elijah Vera Tucker. He may go earlier than that. But I think Washington at 19 is a viable team because, you know, ultimately they're on a bridge quarterback right now. Uh, Chicago is a viable team. I currently have Washington taking Darasaw, the offensive tackle out of Virginia Tech. I have Rashad Bateman going to Chicago at 20. They could move up, but maybe they are content. I don't know. QB1, right? Andy Dalton. I don't see any of these other teams going. Indy, no. I'm taking Quiddy Pay. Tennessee, no, I haven't taken Gregory Rousseau. The Jets, second round, second pick, they're not going to go up for two of them, obviously. I have ETN going here, by the way. So I don't see anybody else. I'll round out the, the final picks here in just a minute. I don't see anybody else moving up there. So it's a question of do, and possibly we could see both Denver and New England move, by the way. You know, we could see Denver move up to that four spot New England get up into the top 10 to take Mac Jones you know could very well happen but as of now Carolina will not be moving so it did throw a wrench into things I'm I'm debating on whether I should actually do the full-blown 3.1 because it definitely is a ripple effect from here once you take Carolina out of that spot and move them back to eight I had Atlanta taking Kyle Pitts at eight I, I'm gonna have to reconsider where Kyle Pitts goes 
I don't think he goes to Miami at six. I really don't see Cincinnati taking him at five because, hey, you could have all the weapons in the world, but if you can't protect Joe Burrow, he ain't going to be thrown to those weapons. So does Miami, I don't know, Miami, it feels redundant to take him with Gasecki, but then again, Kyle Pitts is just different, man. Does he then go to Carolina? <sighs> That'd be so much fun, man. So much athleticism there at eight for our Carolina. Oh, man. Anyway, let me round out these picks before I uh, start drooling on the mic here. Uh, 24. So I had Travis Etienne going to twenty to the Jets at 23. How about this? 24. Art Rooney the second said they were he was embarrassed by the team finishing last in rushing yards and we he basically said, we're going to address it. Well, why not get Le'Veon Bell 2.0, Najee Harris? Why not get him here, and then you're set? Pretty sexy. I had originally thought, you know, offensive guard, offensive tackle, maybe somebody like Tevin Jenkins here, something like that. Uh, well, Najee Harris, let's go. Tevin Jenkins, I have going 25 to Jacksonville. I really do think they address offensive line. Uh, then I have Jalen Phillips to Cleveland. That I mean, Jalen Phillips put on a show at his pro day. It's the injury history that pushes him down, but he may be the most raw, like talented edge rusher in this year's class. Uh, lots of edge in this latter part of the first round. Baltimore with Azizo Jalari out of Georgia. Then I have Zaven Collins, the linebacker out of Tulsa, the monster of a human being, going to the Saints at 28. 29, I'm going to keep mocking wide receivers to the Packers until this actually, I can will it into existence. I haven't taken Rondell Moore this go-round. Uh, Rondell Moore, super athletic. If it's Rondell Moore, if it's Kadarius Toney, if it's, uh, uh, you know, um, Elijah Moore, if it's Terrace Marshall, I don't care. Just take a complimentary wide receiver, like an- another guy for Rodgers to throw to. Uh, Buffalo, I've j- taken Jason Oway, who had a pretty good pro day himself out of Penn State, another edge rusher there. So rounding out Mock Draft 3.0, and a lot of these ladder picks, they won't change you know, regardless of what I would do by changing that that trade around, right? Because obviously, I, honestly, I'm, I'll, I'll tip my hand. I'm going to have New England trading to that spot. You know, I'm not going to have Denver. T- I'm going to keep Denver taking Mac Jones, and I'm going to have New England coming up the board. Which basically, it pretty much swaps things because if I have New England coming up the board, the only thing I might do, I would consider Caleb Farley to Atlanta in that spot. But, you know, I probably wouldn't change it. I'd just, you know, swap things around. I'll do some more thinking about it. And we still have another mock draft to come before the uh, NFL draft. Uh, But let's round it out with the last two picks. Ready? Kansas City. They have one weakness, as far as I'm concerned. One big weakness. Well, tackle. But they're not in a position where I think a tackle makes sense. I'm t- I haven't taken Elijah Moore. The big weakness is wide receiver. Get another dynamic. I mean, Elijah Moore, is a, he's a special athlete, too. Put him out there with Tyreek Hill and giddy up. Because beyond Tyreek Hill, you don't have anything. But it gets even more sexy. You ready for this? Tampa Bay OTC pick 32 in the first round, and they announce Javante Williams running back out of North Carolina. Yep, I did it, man. I did it. Three running backs in the first round. I know that is unconventional, but 
here's the goal, right? My goal isn't to be 100% correct. My goal is to identify weaknesses and identify players who could go in the first round. Javante Williams is a first-round talent, as far as I'm concerned. The more that I've watched him, you get basically an Aaron Jones-type player, physical, uh, maybe not blazing straight-line straight speed, but capable of making big plays and, oh, the ability to make the defender miss. So, three-down skill set, so interesting, and that's one of the very few needs that they have. Yes, they have Lombardi Lenny back. Yes, they have Ron Jones back. But give me Javante Williams in this spot, I think that's super fun. Now, do I really think three running backs are going to go in the first round? Because it's the NFL, probably not. But there are three first-round talents in this year's class. So let's have a little bit of fun with it. How fun would that be? Javante Woods, people be salivating over that. How who who do you think is the best? If it landed like that, who do you think is the best rookie running back then? It's not ETN anymore, right? To the Jets? I mean, it would be hard to not say Najee Harris, but there would be people considering Javante Williams as the number one running back. There would be. If it landed like my board here. That definitely throws a wrench into the ETN is the number one guy camp or debate. Anyway, there you go with that. Uh, if you want to check it out, uh, you know, keep in mind, of course, that the <laughs> the Atlanta trade with the Carolina Panthers is no longer relevant. But you can check out the rest of this mock draft over at FTNFantasy.com. And don't forget, on April 12th, the rookie guide is coming That'll be available exclusively over at FTNFantasy.com, so make sure you check that out. And hey, if you play PGA DFS, the Masters this weekend, that's pretty fun right there. So go over to FTNDaily.com, and you can use the promo code RATPACK to get yourself a discount on any of the FTN sites, any of the FTN products. Go check it out. At Jeff Ratcliffe on Twitter, at Jeff Ratcliffe on Instagram. I'll be back on Friday for another edition of the pod. Who knows what's going to happen between now and then. Maybe another trade. Maybe. Whatever it is, we'll be here for you. We'll talk about that, and we're going to dive into some more rookies. We'll talk about rookie running backs on uh, Friday's show. I'm going to do some player comps, talk about who I like the most, some deeper names that we need to know, all that stuff. Got you covered there. So I'll catch you on the flip side for another edition of the pod. I'm Jeff Ratcliffe, and I'm out of here.